the Paramount Fitness Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things health, fitness, nutrition, and training related, and often some general chit-chat on the side with the guys behind the results, Lee Cooper and Daniel Thorpe, plus special guests. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paramount Fitness Podcast. Once again, it's your host, Mr. Lee Cooper, and we are joined today again by Mr. Daniel Thorpe. But we thought we'd do something a little bit different on this episode, and we are about to go live on Facebook and stream it via video also. So um, if you are following us on our Paramount Fitness Facebook page, you will be able to see um, very shortly... Um, the video that assists this podcast. So if you prefer to watch, then by the time you're listening to this, you will be able to go back through our Facebook feed and find the video that accompanies this episode. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, because today we're going to discuss periods of fasting um, and also how they link with um, religious events such as Ramadan, which we've got coming up very soon. So sit back, relax, hopefully you enjoy the show. I'm just going to go live onto Facebook now and let guys know what we're talking about. Hi there guys, we are now live on Facebook. Um, For the next 20 minutes or so, we are going to discuss... um, Nutrition, exercise and weight loss, but covering topics of fasting and Ramadan, which we have coming up very soon. Now, we are doing this video very differently today. We are also live on our podcast. So this video um, is being streamed to you guys following us on Facebook, but we are also recording a podcast episode uh, as we speak, which will go out in the next few days. So if you do like... Um, watching and listening, you're going to have two means of following. So, a very interactive episode today. If you have any questions, feel free to comment in the box. I am just looking and saying that our um, connection is quite weak at the moment, so hopefully it will improve. But if you've got any questions, fire them away on Facebook. Obviously, they will then get featured on the podcast as well, and we are killing two birds with one stone. We've done our intro on the podcast. Um, I have uh, my colleague, Mr. Daniel Thorpe, with me. He's currently out of shot. No, he's not. There he is. He's here. Um, so let's get, let's get this started then. Like I said, if you are on Facebook and you are following, feel free to ask any questions. We'll keep coming back to it. But, uh, like I said, we are recording a podcast as well. Dan, you've done plenty of periods of fasting in your time. Um, can you give us just a brief explanation of what fasting is and... Um, yeah, just what, what fasting is, first of all. Uh, a period of time where you don't eat, remember that's willingly choose not to eat as well. Okay. So it's different from just starving. So fasting, a lot of people use it for, it's quite a recent dietary trend um, for a lot of people. Obviously it goes back millennia um, and for various reasons, but... Uh, over the past few years, a lot of people have used it as a dietary strategy. A lot of people might be familiar with things like um, the 16-8 style diet, lean gains, uh, the 5-2, um, just different time periods of fasting either throughout the day or 
uh, a certain amount of days during the week, like um, alternate day fasting as well. I'm just going to move this camera around so you can see Dan. When he talks, he's very passionate. It's good. Knows what he's talking about. Knows what he's talking about too. Um, you mentioned a key thing there, which is willingly not eating. What's the difference yes. between someone being so busy they forget to eat, which is what we hear, yeah. or someone who purposely goes for a period of fasting? The thank you for, just very quickly, thank you Liam and Charlotte who have joined us. Hello Charlotte, um, hopefully you're having a great time uh, on your travels. Feel free to ask any questions at any time. Look, guys, like I said, this is a podcast as well, so it's a bit of a different episode today, and we're obviously live on Facebook. So going back to it, Dan, what's the difference between, between purposely fasting and just being so busy you forget to eat? Uh, strategy and logic and application, obviously. So willingly fasting is applying a strategy to make uh, a style of dieting work for you. The other way is being dictated by work, being dictated by um, life uh, routine. Mm-hmm. So the one is applying a routine to work for you, the other one is being dictated by a routine, uh, which is, could be detrimental to your results, um, and the other one is applying it to try and get progress out of your results. Yeah, very good point there, because like you say, if you go to work and you're going back-to-back meetings and then you know you miss your lunch break for whatever reason, you're meeting over runs and then you've got a school run to do straight after, you've got taking your kids to the evening clubs that they go to, then you get home and sit down for dinner and then you realise that the last thing you ate was breakfast and you've gone this full period of not eating. Yeah. If it was a strategy, well done. You probably hit the nail on the head. But when it's not a strategy and it's a part of a hectic lifestyle... That's yeah, detrimental, yeah, right? Yeah. You might accidentally get, be getting it right. You might accidentally be applying the rules of fasting without realising it. Um, and if you're still getting the basic principles down pat, then fair play. All good. Your, your guesswork or your um, non-application of strategies has worked okay. But if you're choosing to apply fasting and adhering to principles and it's making your lifestyle easier... Uh, and an easier way to get your results, then then it's a good choice. Okay, let's discuss those two options then. So, if someone is just stupidly busy, you know, skipping meals, missing breakfast because they're preferring to sleep in and get an extra 20 minutes, hit the snooze button, an extra 20 minutes, missing breakfast, um, not preparing lunch, and then before they know it, they're only having their evening meal. Um, they're not doing it as a strategy. What are the um, downsides of following that kind of lifestyle? Well, depending on what, what they're after, they could be missing out on key principles. Okay, so key principles in terms of getting the required energy intake that person needs. So they could be missing out on, obviously, vitamins, minerals, essential macronutrients, hydration, um, and then missing out on essentials of exercise as well. If everything about their life just leads them away from doing the things that they need to be doing. But if something like fasting fits within that window of that person's life, then it's a, it's a viable choice, it's a viable option. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone... That, that scenario, that being late for work, not getting time for breakfast, missing lunch because you're too busy and then just having an even meal, is a common thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite common. Um, and we find that, therefore, the individuals are significantly low on calories. 
um, malnourished because they're not getting the vitamins, minerals, fibres, etc. that they need. Absolutely. Um, they eventually get run down, right? Uh, invariably, yeah. Um, you'll find people, when they're malnourished, uh, and then things coincide along those things, um, so lack of sleep, like overwork, overstressed and underfed, uh, people tend to get sick very easily in those circumstances. So it's environmental factors plus uh, not being cognizant of just basic health um, where people tend to get run down very, very easy and get sick very easy. So trying to find that middle ground, that strategy to prevent those kind of things is quite an uh, important step to make. Okay, just having a look who we've got with us now. Hi Beth, thank you ever so much for joining us. Um, feel free to ask any questions guys. Um, also, when this video gets posted to our wall, let me just turn this so you can see me. When this video gets posted to our wall, um, feel free to continue to ask questions on the content if you're watching it back. Um, because we will log back on and answer these questions. And like I said, it is being recorded on podcast as we speak. Um, but Dan, so let's say person A um, has this scenario where they're missing breakfast, they're missing lunch, and they're just getting an evening meal for whatever reason, commuting, um, don't have an appetite in the morning. How can we now turn this, flip it on its head, and make it a positive? What does that individual need to do and make sure they're doing with their evening meal or the times that they are eating? Let's just play, person lays in, sleeps in the morning, first to stay in bed, doesn't have an appetite for breakfast, but eats lunch and dinner, so they could be fasting for what? Maybe 16 hours? Mm -hmm. How can, what do they need to do? What principles do they need to follow and adhere to to make this now a positive change? Make everything fit their lifestyle, okay? That's a, that's a key thing. Trying to um, box yourselves into a specific diet or a specific strategy when it's completely uh, the opposing thing compared to your lifestyle is possibly not a very, very good idea. So if it takes us too far away from norm behaviours, then we can struggle. So, you right there? Yeah, just making sure the podcast is recording. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Now, one of the main things, obviously, you need to take care of energy intake first. Yep. Okay, now, can you get your requirement of energy intake within eight hours, within 16 hours, within 11 hours, within five hours? Yes, of course you can. You just got to apply the strategy which works. Can you do that in one meal? If you've got a fair amount of calories you need to hit, then it might be a little bit tougher, which is why body bodybuilding led us to believe that we needed five meals, six meals, seven meals per day. Yeah, if the calories are very, very high, then that's logical. But when people's calories are coming down into smaller amounts, then less meals, uh, less frequent meals, probably works quite well, actually. So fasting actually becomes quite a useful tool for those people, um, especially if people naturally skip breakfast, eat light in the afternoon and then like a bigger meal at night. Mm -hmm. That sounds a little bit like fasting to me. Okay. So going back to um, the types of fasting or the, um, the protocols that are available, you mentioned um, 16, 8. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've had some experience with this personally yourself. Yeah. Um, full day fasting, 24 hour fast? Yeah, I've done Ever twice. exceeded 24 hours? Uh, 26, 27 hours yeah. is that most. Never done two, three days because I know that some people have done those sort of things, but. I might do it just for an experience of it, just, but. 
couldn't see really any point of doing it. So for the people that are watching or watching back and listening to this podcast, what did you ex- experience during that first 24-hour fast? Hunger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any but... change in energy levels, any headaches? You know, the, the common things that people say to us when they're not eating is, oh, I lacked energy or um, I felt lightheaded, I felt sick. Do, do these physiological um, experiences actually occur or is it more of a placebo and people self-manifest uh, Combination, mate, combination. So obviously a lot of people will experience like periods of not eating in very, very different ways. And obviously it can come down to how that person's natural lifestyle, how those persons are routines, their eating habits mm-hmm. um, play out and then transfer into fasting. So can headaches occur when if someone's gone into fasting from a previous uh, high sugar, high caffeine style diet? Absolutely. The change can have a, a, a quite a strong effect. Um, some people can feel great. Some people can can feel like they've got loads of energy. Personally, I felt like I got more productive because I wasn't worrying about what food I was going to be eating every few hours. Um, the hunger seemed to switch me on a little bit more, actually. I felt actually quite alert. And then my evening meal was obviously really, really um, uh, satiating. and was really uh, appealing to me come the end of a fast. So... Problems that may occur if someone has fasted non-intentionally for mm-hmm. a while, which is, oh, I haven't eaten all day, I can eat what I want to make up for it, right? That's sometimes what an individual may think or in actual yeah. fact do. What should someone be doing after a period of fasting? Uh, don't, don't throw all the principles out of the pram, basically. Okay, so a lot of people... Because they haven't eaten all day, obviously, uh, hunger levels can ramp up very high, which means you can get the opposite effect of the fast. So if you, if you only require a certain amount of calories, but you exceed that, become the, uh, the end of the day, because you're so hungry, then either an intentional fast was useless yep. in the first place, yep. or an unintentional one is, hang on, no, you need to get a grasp of... Um, making your lifestyle and eating habits uh, collide a little better. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done the 24-hour fast probably about a year ago now um, mm-hmm. to kind of reset myself and set me up for then some 16-8 fasting. Yeah. Um, and I remember someone turning around to me and saying, well, after you've fasted for 24 hours, isn't the first thing you want to go for is something like, like sugar to fill your energy up? Or like, you know, aren't you just craving a pizza? Or don't you just go for the nearest thing you've got? It's important to plan that first meal, right? Absolutely, like anything, it's important to uh, have an idea, have a concept of what is just the basics of proper nutrition, the basics of healthy nutrition. Uh, just because you haven't eaten for 16 hours doesn't mean you're, uh, you have the right to scoff your face with like pizza mm-hmm. and it's going to undo um, a load of work preceding that as well. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a magic bullet is what I'm trying to say. Fasting is... Um, is a tweak. It's a it's a tightening of screws or a loosening of screws. It's it's not a tool to be messed around with too much. If it helps, great. If it's something that's not too far away from current circumstances, great. If it's 
if someone has breakfast every single day and they can't do without that, is fasting a good thing for them to do? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Does someone need loads of calories within a day? Is fasting ideal? Possibly not. Okay. Now, you mentioned 16.8. Just have a quick look at who's joining us on Facebook. Hello, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Guys, like I said, this is interactive, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment um, below whilst this is live. But when we've recorded this, it will stay on our news feed. So if you don't ask questions now and you're watching a rerun of this, feel free to ask questions and obviously we get notifications and we'll answer them. We are also recording that on a podcast, so we're killing two birds with one stone today. This is going live on our podcast, um, so if you miss um, the video and you prefer just to listen on audio um, when you're out and about commuting, cleaning, going for a walk, you can do that as well. So with uh, fasting then, especially with the 16-8, you do 16 hours of fasting and you eat within an eight-hour period. Okay, um, time-wise, there's no set times, right? So let's say that an individual finishes eating at 10 o'clock at night. You wait 16 hours, which I think takes them through to, what, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Is that right? Yeah, 10? well, depending, like, um, with something like the 16-8. So if people follow, up like, a, a strict 16-8, due to natural, like, like, hunger comes on in, like, quite... It adapts to a cycle, so our natural cycle, so... A lot of people's recommendations with fasting, they have the time uh, windows because we don't want to adjust those those natural like hunger swings. So if you always break your fast at say uh, 11, 12 or 1 o'clock, if you push that for another 2 or 3 hours then you're likely going to be um, a lot hungrier obviously. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. maybe making a rash you've choice. Got, yeah, you've got to wave through a, uh, a hunger pain. Yeah, and then obviously, like in a previous post, Hunger Monkey can... What post is that? Oh, sorry, mate, you was in LA, weren't you? The Hunger Monkey. The Hunger Monkey. You didn't didn't read that post? I must have missed it, but I'm going to go back. Look for the Hunger Monkey post. Um, It's on the Facebook page. Yeah, so above this video somewhere. The Hunger Monkey somewhere. Clyde. (laughs) Clyde. Okay, so we've covered a bit of fasting. Um... Well, any advice that you need on fasting or any questions you've got, obviously contact myself and Dan. You can comment in the, uh, the box below. You can email us, um, PM us on Facebook, tweet us, whatever. Just get in contact if you're unsure. But like Dan started this video off with, it's a strategy. Okay, It's a, it's a strategy that should be respected, right? Yeah, well, like I said, it's a strategy. Um, it's something to put your principles within. So your basic principles... First, you need to adhere to your uh, energy intake. So if you're um, trying to hit like maintenance calories or you're trying to grow, you obviously need that surplus. Um, so calories kind of come first. You can't fast your way out of a, um, a, re- a required calorie surplus. Um, fasting might be a good way to get into the deficit because it reduces meal frequency. But first, that has to be in line with your goals. So deficit, maintenance or surplus, that comes first. Um, Protein goal, obviously. Um, And you're going to have to train a little bit. So one of the worst things you can do while while, uh, fasting is to actually skip your training. We don't want to be losing like unnecessary strength or muscle mass. So 
protein, training and hitting your calories first. I think that's a very good point to highlight before we move on to our next topic. Um, Just real quick, finishing off here, um, in a nutshell, is there anyone that, I mean you've touched on it briefly, but just to recap before we move on, who is fasting suitable for, who isn't it suitable for? Um, you said about people that you know like breakfast, want something to eat in the morning. It's not suitable for them, right? Or they might find it difficult. Not to if they're uh, if if there's someone who they're having breakfast because they believe they absolutely have to have breakfast, but they're forcing it down, then possibly fasting is a good idea for them. Mm-hmm. Um, is breakfast the most important meal of the day? It says it's as important as every other meal. Yeah. Okay, it's the bigger picture which counts. So, is breakfast good for you to have? <laughs> if it allows you to adhere to everything else, then yes. Um, it's all about it. it's all about the bigger picture, it's isn't it? Every single time, yes. It's all about it's the bigger picture. Constantly about getting your, it, but your rocks in the jar and then your the sand and water. As you, you got it. Yeah. Love referring to, and I actually really enjoy that one as well. Guys, like I said, this is an interactive video. Um, if you're watching live right now, feel free to ask any questions. Um, if you're not watching live and this is a rerun, still comment below because we will get notifications that you've watched this, you've listened to the content, you've enjoyed it, and we can answer any questions that you may have uh, asked. Also, this is being recorded. This is a podcast episode. Um, I'm just going to check that it is still being recorded. Um, and it looks good to me. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're good so far. Okay. Moving on to our next topic, which we've been asked uh, asked about quite a few times. We've had a bit of experience with it over the years as well, which is Ramadan, um, which is a religious um, kind of period of fasting where um, individuals will fast from sunrise to sundown and they'll only eat in darkness or in period of darkness, etc. So... Um, We've got a few members that will be partaking in Ramadan this year, and mm-hmm. maybe some of our viewers may be doing it as well. So, you know, we are no way experts in Ramadan. Um, we are, however, um, coaches that can advise on how to break your fast, how to make sure you're eating the right things within your window where you can consume food. And more importantly, how you can train, which is the last thing you said about fasting, which is to maintain the muscle you've got, right? Because during periods of fasting, it's very easy to lose muscle. Right, so if you, if you fast so during Ramadan, what's, what's likely to happen is you're going to be... The likelihood of being in a calorie deficit is quite high, correct? Yeah. Right, during a calorie deficit, what's the likelihood of, of muscle loss? High. High. So... One of the main things to encourage that muscle to stay, resistance training, mm-hmm. right? So not training because you're in the fasted state is actually a worse idea than training. Repeat that so they get it. So not training in the fasted state is probably a worse idea than, um, than trying to get through your sessions, even though you fasted. Yes, you might have to adjust the sessions slightly mm-hmm. because obviously... Uh, just fuel might be a little bit lower. You might not have like the glycogen stored within the muscles to do extensive. So a CrossFit style or a high intensity training style might be uh, need to be adjusted. 
but a, a strength-based program is a, probably a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. So you'll get you'll we'll have some listeners and we'll have some viewers, um, no doubt, thinking, right? Well, if I'm not eating and I'm not because they're not allowed to drink as well, right? So they're not allowed any liquid um, or solids. Yeah, so what do they do in terms of their training? When's the best time for them to train? So remember, this is from sun, um, from basically from dawn to sunset. Yeah, they're not allowed to eat or drink. When would you then, as a professional, advise them to come in and do the training? Specifically, you know, whether whether it's here, whether it's um, anywhere. When would you would you do it first thing, or would you conserve your energy and do it last thing? Would you? Is there? A, I would. I would take. Tailor the training down to make it more fuel efficient so you're not just burning unnecessary amounts of fuel. So that the individual would be looking just to maintain during this time? Yeah, you, you may progress. A lot of people can progress during this period of time. Yeah. Um, but just make your training uh, clever, efficient. That doesn't mean don't train hard. Yeah. So a strength-based program um, would be a very good idea with moderate to... Um, Moderate to high, not too high on the rep ranges, but yeah, your intensity levels can still be fairly high. That doesn't mean do exhaustive workouts, so you might not want to be adding in like drop sets or Tabata training at the end of your session. Yeah. All right. So I would say a morning workout would be a good idea when you've still got some um, stores of uh, fuel from the night before, from your, uh, your feeding, um, and you're still kind of hydrated which is why your session wants to be a little bit down as well because you don't want to lose unnecessary amounts of water now when so hydrate at night is yeah. a massive key so they've got basically um from when the sunset to dawn mm-hmm. to eat okay um any advice on what they need to be eating obviously you know Pro- proteins of a massive priority yeah Obviously, you want to prevent muscle loss, regardless of who you are, whether you're male or female, you want to um, guard against as much muscle loss as possible. Mm -hmm. So, I would say protein is a priority, um, but don't, don't, like, shirk away from your carbohydrate as well. That would be probably highly important during that time, especially to provide fuel for the next day. And you can physically eat more food if the carbohydrates are quite high than if it was just fats and protein. So you you may best serve uh, your hunger levels by having protein and carbohydrate rich meals. Um, so like brown rice or something with a lot of protein. So you're getting the fiber in as well and you're getting um, restocks of energy from your rice. So Obviously, everything that we do and we advise on is very individualized. Yeah. This has to be individualized as well. So, you know, you, if you're not currently exercising, um, the last thing you want to do during a period of Ramadan is to start an exercise program, right? Because surely you're going to be wanting to um, consume more foods. Would you say that for this period of time, stay with what you're used to? So, for example, what I'm getting at is if you're someone who trains very regularly... Mm-hmm. You will find training at a lesser percentage of intensity quite manageable. But yeah. if you're sedentary right now and you start exercising three times a week during Ramadan, you're yeah, if you're making it very yeah, difficult if you're completely for yourself, sedentary. Um, but 
I mean, some activity and some exercise isn't going to do you, do you any harm <laughs> during that time. Trying to, I mean, jumping onto a, like a 5-3-1 if you've never trained before is probably, yeah, a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But it's what end of the spectrum. I mean, if you're just coming into, into an exercise routine, then yeah, st- stick with it. Stick with it. Just be, be clever. Don't um, run yourself into the ground when you're in the gym. But um, I would say still get your exercise done. Okay. Just having a quick look on our Facebook feed. We're coming up to, I believe, 25 minutes or so. Um, thank you ever so much, Rachel, for joining us. I know you've just joined the back end of this. Um, this is a live Facebook Q&A. Obviously, once this video has ended, it will go straight up onto our feed. So you will be able to watch it back if you aren't watching live. Um, if you are watching live, obviously ask any questions. Um, we'll do our best to answer. We can come off topic a little bit now. We've covered what we needed to. Um, if you're watching a rerun of this, feel free to still ask a question in the comment box below because we will get notified of your question and we will be able to answer it. And I think this has actually been quite good fun. We'll probably do this again, right? Yes, um, uh, especially if you guys have liked it. So please like this video, comment below, give us some feedback because... Uh, Otherwise, we know where we can spend our time. But this is also a recorded podcast episode. So if you aren't on Facebook and you have been following our podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud, um, you've got a bit of a different episode today. So before we go to a little bit of a Q&A and sign off from today's episode and Facebook video, let's recap on what we've discussed. We've discussed very quickly fasting in general. Yep. And we've discussed some basic principles to help people through Ramadan, right? Um, Can we sum up what we've talked about today? Fasting, a good strategy if applied correctly. Yeah, if if applied correctly, used as a tool. Okay, so if someone does apply it correctly, what sort of uh, results could that individual um, look to achieve using something like fasting? And... How often would you use it? I mean, you've used it quite a few times yourself. I know we're going back onto the topic, but just to recap. Uh, in some way, shape or form, most days. Most days of the week. Um, when was the last time you fasted? Intentionally or unintentionally? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. How long did you fast for? Uh, probably about 17 hours. About 17 hours. Yeah. Any particular reason why? Uh, just easy for me to do. Okay. So you're, you're going through the experience with Dan right now. Obviously, yes, he has the knowledge, but it's not rocket science, right? So when you finish your 17-hour fast, what did you do? Um, I had, well, just meal one, which was lunch in the afternoon, which was, uh, I know I had almost to get half my day's worth of calories within that meal. Mm -hmm. So you had two meals after your fast? Yeah, two two meals yesterday. So two quite big meals, just because I know the morning period, I was very, very busy up until like late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a big meal, protein, carbohydrates, fats, nicely balanced, high yeah. on the protein. Um, and then in between meal one and meal two was uh, a protein shake and a bowl of cereal. Okay, and you had meal two. And then evening, evening meal was again, yeah, uh, meat, vegetables and potatoes. So. And you hit your macros, you hit your calories, yep. you did everything you needed to do without sweating the small stuff. Yep. And when you knew you were fasting, intentional or unintentional in your case, um, you weren't worried because you knew how to finish the day off. Yeah, and I know, yeah, first and most important goal is, right, I've got my energy intake to take, to take care of, 
protein goal to hit, and then obviously there's the smaller detailed stuff um, that I'll worry about. But if I know I've only got time, so yesterday I only had time for the two meals. Um, like I said, I was up very, very early and very, very busy up until um, late in the afternoon. So I simply made my energy intake hit over those two meals, over yeah. what, I could, what I could fit in. And then today, back to normal your meals. I know that you've had some food already this morning, so no yeah, extended so period of fasting. No, not for no, any... So you're not actually doing reason. a fasting, a period of fasting intentionally at the minute. It's just what fits your lifestyle, which I think is a really key thing um, for you guys to take away, which is... Yeah, the meal frequency varies based on what is um, easy to do on that day. So throughout the week, it's usually um, two, two big meals with um, a couple of small snacks in between I think the most important thing is for people to understand that if they don't eat so they're, they're doing some non-intentional fasting i.e. wake up late rush to work miss work because of meetings or whatever to not sabotage it in the evening just make yeah. a sensible like choice. I said fasting remember it's not a it's not a magic bullet so let's say my target at the minute is fat loss mm -hmm. if I do fasting but I eat too much and I end up in a calorie surplus, is fasting going to do me anything? No. Zero. Yeah. Um, if I fast and I adhere to the number one principle, and fasting makes it easy for me to do that, is it a good choice? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Hopefully uh, shed some light on some fasting. Finish on Ramadan. Um, believe it's due. I think it's June. Apologise if it's not June, but I think it's June. Um, extended periods of fasting from dawn to sunset. You're advising to make sure they hit their calories when they can eat. Prioritise protein. Yeah. Don't be afraid of carbs because you're going to need it. Yeah. And Hyd still hydrate. Oh, hydrate big yeah, time. Yeah, definitely hydrate. So get a, get a lot of water with your evening meals. Sweet. Guys, we are now going to log off of Facebook and then we will wrap up this week's podcast episode. Like I said, this has been live, so if you have any questions and you haven't watched it whilst it was being broadcast, uh, feel free to comment in the box below. We will get notified of your questions. If you've enjoyed how we've done today's Facebook video and podcast, like the video, comment on our podcast, give us a rating um, and let us know what you think. We'll probably do another one of these um, depending on what the feedback is. If feedback's good, we'll do it. If feedback's not good, you'll never see us again. Um, so, get liking and get commenting. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Um, Facebook fans, um, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. Talk soon. Okay then, guys. Um, like I said, slightly different uh, episode today because we fancied uh, streaming it live onto Facebook. Hopefully you found this episode very interesting. Um, any questions, as always, feel free to get in touch. Feel free to um, like this episode on iTunes and on SoundCloud and even leave us a review. Um, your feedback is important because it encourages us to make further episodes and keep providing you with this free content that we do every single week. Um, any questions, as always, get in touch. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, email, Dan. Uh, anything coming up that they need to keep an eye out? Any articles? I know that you're putting together some information. Yeah, I've got, got a few articles in the pipeline at the moment. So obviously, 
or the more suggestions that people want to hear of on like the article front, the better. I know there's a few uh, that we we got down from the guys um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I'm just running through a few of them at the moment. But yeah, there'll be another one out probably by the end of this week. And where Tomorrow. can these guys get in touch with you if they want to connect? Uh, Twitter or the Facebook page. Twitter or Facebook page. Dan does have his own Facebook page. Um, it is Dan Thorpe Physique and Performance, right? Dan name. Thorpe Physique and Performance. So feel free to get in touch with him. He's also on Twitter, which is... Dan underscore Thorpe 11. There you go. Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us on this very different podcast episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to get in touch, give us some feedback. If not, we will talk to you very soon. Take care. That's it for this week's episode of the Paramount Fitness Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. And be sure to head back next week for another episode. To make sure you don't miss out, click the subscribe button and be notified as soon as we upload the next podcast. Until then, stay fit, healthy, and strong. Bye for now.